everybody and welcome back to another episode of Love, Sex and Psych. My name is Amy and I hope you are all having a great week so far. I actually just started my day with a reformer Pilates class and then I came home and made myself a really yummy breakfast, so I'm feeling really good today. For breakfast, I made the most delicious bowl of porridge. You guys have to try out this recipe if you like porridge. Basically, I just do like those packets of quick oats and I put vanilla protein powder, cinnamon and sultanas, heat it all up, make it nice and creamy and then I top it with Biscoff spread and oh my gosh, Biscoff spread on top of porridge is literally a game changer. It just melts and goes all caramelly and delicious. It's so, so good. Then I usually put on some fresh fruit on top and it's just so, so yummy. It's literally the best breakfast for winter time when it's colder in the mornings. So I feel like my mornings put me in a really good mood. I've just been taking it nice and easy. I've moved my body. And so I feel like I'm in the perfect mood to talk about today's topic, which is self-love. I want to talk about why self-love is so important for our healing journey and I'm going to go through ways that you can try and incorporate more self-love into your life and I also want to touch on my journey with self-love because I've definitely come a long way with it and I did not always love myself. I'm very excited for this episode because as I said in the last episode, I am very much on my healing journey at the moment. I'm very much trying to focus on self-love, so it's going to be really good to talk about it. I'm just jumping in here to give a quick disclaimer. Although I do have a psychology degree, I'm not a registered psychologist, so please remember that any advice or recommendations I make in this podcast is not professional advice and it should not be taken in replacement to seeking professional help. If you are struggling, please reach out to your GP. Okay, back to the episode. Now, as I just touched on, I definitely have not always loved myself. I have gone on a journey with it, to say the least. Even now, it's still an ever-evolving journey. I've still definitely got a long way to go with my self-love, but from where I've come from and, you know, how I used to treat myself and how I used to think about myself, I think I've really, really improved and come a long, long way. So I'd say about a year and a half ago, I was in the absolute pits. I unfortunately got into a bit of a depressive time. I was very depressed. I had to go on antidepressant and I just really had no respect for myself. I had no love for myself. I didn't care about myself and I didn't treat myself very nicely at all. And it's probably taken me, yeah, over a year, maybe closer to two years to start loving myself. And it's been a long and hard journey, but it's definitely possible. For me, when I started to try and prioritize my self-love and actually work towards growing my self-love, I found that so many aspects of my life just improved. I really think self-love is so, so important for so many areas of our life and it's often really easy to overlook. We become so obsessed with like external things in our life like relationships, friendships, work. But really, one of the most important things to cultivate in your life is self-love. And 
I really think without self-love, you won't thrive in all of the other areas in your life, like friendships, relationships, and your career. So having self-love is so, so important because it's key to having good mental well-being. Obviously, as I said before, when I was really depressed, I had absolutely no self-love. And when I started focusing on growing that self-love and compassion for myself, in turn, my mental health was improving. Having self-love also allows you to be more resilient and you can recover quicker in the face of adversity like maybe a romantic breakup or losing a friendship because when we love ourselves, we know that no matter what happens to us, we're always going to have ourselves. we're always going to have ourselves as our own best friend and we can always be there for ourselves. When you love yourself, you don't have to rely as much on other people to lift you up because you already give yourself everything that you need and it also allows you to cope better with failure just say you got rejected from a job or you failed a test when you love yourself you have compassion for yourself and you understand that it's okay to fail sometimes and failing often just opens another doorway of a different opportunity so now i'm going to go into different ways that you can bring more self-love into your life and i'm also going to touch on the things that i've done to improve my self-love as well number one i think one of the first steps to cultivating more self-love especially if you're coming from a place where you really don't have a lot of love for yourself is just to simply listen to yourself and listen to how you talk to yourself. A person that truly loves themselves will speak to themselves with kindness and compassion, but if you're someone that has little self-worth or low self-esteem or low confidence, it's really, really difficult to be nice to yourself. Often the easiest thing is to be cruel to ourselves and to put ourselves down. It's so easy for me to say, oh, just try and be nice to yourself, but if you don't actually know how to do that, then yeah, it can be very, very difficult. I think one of the best ways to just start to try and be nicer to yourself is first of all, just listen to how you speak to yourself. You need to notice your inner monologue and notice what you say to yourself in your head when you look in the mirror or when you make a mistake. Even just throughout your day, how are you talking to yourself? What is your tone? Are you kind and understanding or are you more self-critical? And how does your self-talk make you feel? When you kind of identify how you speak to yourself, you're sort of shining a light on your inner bully or your inner critic. And that in itself gives that negative inner voice less power. Also, journaling can be really beneficial here if you're trying to identify where you speak negatively to yourself. You can write down all of the critical things you say to yourself and in what scenarios you often speak to yourself negatively and just yeah, reflect on that. And it's all about holding yourself accountable and pulling yourself up when you are talking negatively to yourself. And that ties into my next thing that I wanted to talk about, which is rewriting or reframing those negative thoughts. I talked quite a bit about this in the last episode as well. It's very similar to what I said in the last episode, but essentially once you've identified when and how you speak negatively to yourself, you can start to reframe those thoughts and rewrite them. I've actually done this through journaling, which I think is really helpful. When you're writing down the negative things that you say to yourself, you could probably make two columns in a journal. One side, write all the negative things you say, and then on the other side, you can counter it with a positive affirmation. So I'll give you an example of what this might look like. 
So if when you go to the gym, you think, oh, this is so embarrassing. I look so silly. I don't even know what I'm doing. You could then reframe that as, I feel so proud of myself when I go to the gym because I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone and prioritizing my health. And then once you've reframed these thoughts in a journal and physically written them down, then you can try and actively replace them in your mind when you're out and about and you notice those negative thoughts about yourself popping up. We need to be constantly debating and countering our negative thoughts to be able to prove to ourselves that all the negative self-talk is not true. Something I've also done in the past, and you probably may have heard about this because it's a very common technique to do, Each time I catch myself thinking something negative about myself, I just try to counter it with saying three positive affirmations to myself. This can just be really quick. Just say, I'm looking in the mirror and I think, oh, I don't really look the best today. I'll just quick fire three really quick things that I like about myself. So it might be, your outfit looks amazing today. I love how my smile looks today. My skin is glowing today. And it doesn't even need to be things about your physical appearance. I think a lot of the time we often put so much emphasis on how we look physically, but beauty really does come from within. And when you're a good person, I personally think you just glow on the outside. So always remember to also affirm and compliment the inner you. Maybe that looks like if you think something negative about yourself, you could then just say, I know that I'm a good person. I know that I add value to the world. I am a really good friend. So yeah, they can just be really quick, but I think every time you counter a negative thought in your mind, you're just, again, proving to yourself that the negative self-talk is not true. And it's like you're being your own biggest fan. Listening to yourself really is the first step. You need to become aware of how negative you can be to yourself and hopefully this allows you to see patterns and become more motivated to change that negative self-talk. After listening to yourself and identifying where the negativity arises and what that looks like, active effort is needed to change those thoughts that do not serve you. And remember that no one deserves to be spoken to so poorly, especially not from ourselves. While we're talking about negative self-talk, I also want to share something that I've done. I think this was a trend on TikTok, but I heard Kendall Jenner speak about it in a podcast. And she said that she put a photo of her childhood self on her mirror so that whenever she maybe thought something negative about herself, she would look at her childhood self and think, would I say that to her? No, so why am I saying that to myself now? And I've done this and I think it's so powerful. Every time I look at little me on my mirror, I just think that little girl is still living inside of me and I need to respect her and love her and nurture her. Yeah, I think that's just a really sweet and cute thing you can do for yourself. This next tip that you can do to bring more self-love into your life is really, really important to me. And I think it's one of the best things that I have done or recognized in myself to love myself more. And that is do things that add value to the lives of others. You already might do a lot of things that add value to other people's lives or the world around you, but often we don't actually recognize how big of an impact we have on the people or the world around us. Stopping and just reflecting on the value that you add to the world around you is one of the best ways to grow your self-love. 
as I already touched on, about a year and a half ago, I was in a very dark place and I did not love myself at all. I thought I had no purpose and I was just very insecure and depressed. But around that time, I actually started doing disability support work and I still do it now. I love it. But through doing that work, I realized how much value I do really add to the lives of others because through my work, I help people to achieve their goals and I'm always aiming to bring them joy and brighten their day. So when I realized how much I really do help others, my self-worth and self-love increased a lot. One of my favorite affirmations actually to repeat to myself is, I add value to the world around me. When you have low self-worth, it's just, it's a really horrible feeling because you feel like you've got no purpose, like maybe you might feel like life is meaningless, it's a really dark place to be in, but when you reflect and see, wow, I actually do have an impact on the world and the people around me, it's really, really powerful and I just think it really makes you appreciate yourself a lot more. And when I help people, personally, I feel so rewarded. I feel proud of myself and I realize how worthy I am. It's very, very important to look at the value that you add to the world around you. When we're helping others, it's important to not expect anything in return. You really need to do kind things for people, animals or nature without expecting anything in return. And this is how you come to feel so good about yourself. Studies have actually shown that helping others and performing pro-social behavior reduces stress, increases feelings of self-esteem and belonging. This is kind of obvious because, of course, when you help other people, you are spreading positivity and you feel more positive about yourself. You see that you are valued in this world and you may even feel more of a purpose and ultimately love yourself more. And one more thing I want to touch on as I'm talking about adding value is when I say add value to the world, I don't mean you need to be curing cancer or solving world hunger. Adding value to the world doesn't always need to be so groundbreaking or like crazy impactful. You don't need to be inspiring the masses or doing something that's going to absolutely change the world if you want to strive towards that then that is amazing but for a lot of us that's not feasible so maybe adding value to the world for you could be picking up a piece of rubbish every time you go on your walks that is adding value you're keeping our world clean or maybe you pride yourself on being a really good supportive friend You might be the person that all of your friends go to for support because you're good at holding space for them. Maybe you send nice messages to your friends throughout the week to check in on them and let them know you're thinking of them and that they are loved. That is adding value. So if you're looking at your own life and thinking you don't really add value anywhere, then please look a little bit harder because I'm sure you are a really good person and I'm sure there are many things that you do to make a difference to the people and even to the animals or nature that surround you. Now I want to talk a little bit about self-care. Specifically, you need to make self-care a daily non-negotiable. Now talking about self-care might seem obvious when we are talking about self-love, but we can often overlook the importance of it. And self-care just really needs to be something that we incorporate into every single day of our lives, no matter what. It's like when you're on a flight and they tell you to fit your own oxygen mask first before fitting anyone else's. You need to look after yourself first so that you can be the best version of yourself for everyone else around you. 
you really need to prioritize filling up your own cup. As I said at the start of the episode, loving yourself really promotes resilience when you're going through a hard time and a self-care routine that happens daily is very important to building that solid foundation for yourself that promotes that sense of resilience. When you prove to yourself that you can take care of yourself, you don't need anyone else to fulfill you, you can make yourself feel good. You give yourself the space to overcome adversity a lot easier because you have the tools to do so. When you look after yourself and have a good self-care routine, you have the tools to comfort yourself and look after yourself during hard times. A good self-care routine is something that I have fallen back on many, many times when I'm feeling sad or anxious. And it's just so important to looking after your mental well-being. Self-care will look different for everyone and you can obviously do whatever makes you feel good and whatever you need. For me, self-care that I like to include in my daily routine is daily exercise. At the moment, I'm trying to exercise every single day and that doesn't mean a really vigorous weight session in the gym, but even just like a walk, even if it's only half an hour, just a little bit of movement every single day to make myself feel like I've accomplished something. It gives me a lot more energy. I feel proud of myself. So at the moment, what my workout split kind of looks like during the week is I'll usually do two Pilates sessions. I'm trying to do a weights workout. Um, I've only just started incorporating this into my routine. So I've only been doing it for about two weeks now, but usually one or two weight sessions either at home or at the gym. And then on the other days, I try to go for walks or hikes. Daily exercise is just so important to keep your brain healthy as well. You're releasing those endorphins, you're releasing dopamine. And if you are depressed or have anxiety or just feel sad in general, then exercise is a really great way to try and just feel better. The next thing I do every single day is journaling. I talked a fair bit about journaling in my last episode as well, but it really helps to keep my thoughts in order and it allows me to get clear on how I'm feeling and gives me a lot of clarity on certain situations that I might be dealing with. And at the end of each journal entry, I write a few expressions of gratitude. Writing gratitude every day really encourages me to love my life, love what I have, appreciate what I have. I just feel like when you're grateful, you really attract a lot of goodness into your life. The next thing I do every day is read. I'm actually reading Atomic Habits at the moment. I think it's by James Clear. And that book is amazing. Something I've actually done from that book that relates to reading is every time I make my bed in the morning, I place my book on my pillow. And if you're trying to read more, that is such a good habit because when you go into your bedroom at night, your book is already sitting on your pillow ready for you. And it just is a visual reminder that you should read a few pages at night time. And when I read, I feel like I'm spending my spare time doing something productive rather than just sitting on my phone, especially if I'm reading a non-fiction. I feel like I'm learning something. It's good to just feel like my brain is still working. 
I also really like reading self-help books and I've read a couple about self-love too, which in itself is a great way to learn how to love yourself more. Now, the next thing I like to do to give myself a moment of self-care and self-love is take a really nice bubble bath. I don't do this every single day, but I'm trying to do them at least once a week just because they relieve a lot of stress for me and make me feel so calm. And it really just feels like I'm taking a nice chunk out of my downtime, maybe like 20 minutes, half an hour, just for me to relax and feel really zen. I'm sure a lot of people already have this in their routine, but every day I do my skincare routine and I love it. I don't have a very extensive routine. I only use about three to four products, but it's just really nice to take a couple of minutes every day to nurture my skin. And I also do gua sha, which is so nice. It feels like a little face massage and it's so relaxing. I have also just started doing affirmations every single day. When I first started on my self-love journey, when I was trying to get myself out of that really depressive time, I started doing affirmations and I found they really helped me. I actually stuck them to my mirror and tried to read them out every single day. And I've done the same thing now that I'm going through a breakup and I just feel like I wanted to remind myself of my worth and remind myself that I really do love myself and that I'm okay on my own. So... I've stuck them on my mirror again and I try to repeat them to myself every single day and it's just really nice. I feel like they really do work. And the last thing I like to do is take myself on solo dates. This is so, so good to do if you're trying to love yourself more and grow your confidence. I started doing this when I was going through a previous breakup. It was just so good for me and my healing because it really proved to me that I love spending time on my own and that's something that I was really struggling with at the time. I didn't really know how to fill my alone time because I'd been with this person for so long and I hadn't been prioritizing myself when I was with them. So yeah, proving to myself that I can spend time alone and I can enjoy my alone time was really, really good and it's also really good to build confidence. For me, when I first started going on solo dates, like to a cafe or shopping, I used to feel so awkward, like sitting there on my own. But if you do it more and more often, it really does make you more secure in yourself, I think, and build more self-confidence because you are confident to sit there by yourself and not care what people might be thinking of you. Okay, that was everything I wanted to cover for this episode on self-love. I definitely want to do more episodes on loving yourself because I definitely have a lot more to say and I feel like I could talk on and on about it and I've gone through such a journey with self-love and I'm still very heavily in this journey so it's so relevant to my life. If you are going through a difficult time at the moment with loving yourself, please know that you will eventually realize how amazing you are. It does take work and effort but If you implement these things I've spoken about today, implement a self-care routine, some affirmations, focus on how you're speaking to yourself and try to rewrite those thoughts, then I really think you're on the right track to improving your self-love. Okay, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I will speak to you next week. Bye!